So I'm Jesse. And I'm Erin. And we're the Cage Queens. Hey, man, this is treasure. <laughs> yeah, so, um, what you been up to? <laughs> uh, you know, like, normal shit, but I did have a story for you. It, it was um, it's quite embarrassing story for me, personally. Yes. <laughs> so, Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, like, maybe earlier this week, Monday or no, Sunday. Uh, Anna and I were at the grocery store and, you know, just getting groceries, whatever. And mm-hmm. we're walking back to the car and I've got like a bunch of bags on one arm and I'm carrying like a, I don't know, something in the other hand. And I'm looking over at her and talking to her and I ran into a fucking sign. Like, you know, one of those. Oh, oh no. Oh no, that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, one of those like handicap signs. So it had like the big. Oh concrete base on it and like i fucking hit it so hard i scraped my whole (gasps) shin like bruised it i was like limping the next day oh my god (laughs) it was so embarrassing but then to make things worse this morning like at 1 a.m when i was taking peggy out to do her little nighttime potty i opened Mm -hmm. the back slider i've got her in my arms and I step onto the step that's just outside, but my left foot gave way underneath, and I mm-hmm. fell forward <laughs> and, and hit my fuck my my oh fucked my shin, God. the one that's still bruised and hurt, <laughs> ran it right into the concrete wall that's like right next to the slider, oh and like God. scraped my pinky toe and fucking hurt my knee. <laughs> Oh my god, Erin, you just you just wrecking yourself. <laughs> I know, I've been beating the shit out of myself unintentionally. Like it's been oh my it's been a trip. God. Well, I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less. But <laughs> that sounds up to par. <laughs> yeah. So Oh my well, um speaking of um beating the shit out of your body, I uh I signed up for a marathon. Oh, of course. <laughs> I did. So I am going to have a lot of wreckage to my body as well in the next couple months. Um, it's on. It's in June, so I have a while yet. But I decided that in doing this, because it's going to take a lot of time, I think I'm going to quit the uh, wine store job okay. that I do just because I'm like, I it, this is going to take up time on the weekends and now we're recording. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, I just don't have the energy to do that yeah, and so that. then tomorrow when I go in I'm gonna have to break the news to this guy and I uh, I'm just dreading it so much I mm-hmm. hate doing this and I'm like I just gotta fucking rip off the band-aid and get it done because otherwise <sighs> I'm just gonna keep thinking about it and then yeah. like working myself up to like delay it essentially but it's it's gotta be done yeah yeah eh, that's all right I mean I would rather not do that as well. I'd rather run <laughs> instead of working in a public service job. God, it sucks too because it's so boring. Like I I normally just end up like taking my switch and then just like <laughs> working. But then like I'm in the back room and then I'm just like working on the switch or <laughs> playing on the switch. No work involved there. But <laughs> Um, and then I, I just like 
Um, but I have to, like, get up and check the front room every once in a while because there's no, like, bell on the door or anything. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm just, like, waiting for me to just be, like, in my own world playing the Switch and then a customer waiting on me for, like, 15 minutes to get back. So I'm like, nah, I would just rather play the Switch in peace. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna quit. So, more time for this. Woo! And maybe Whee! we can monetize. Hey, yeah, not, I'm not <laughs> actually need that supplemental income. Not actually going to talk about that right now. We'll save that for later. That'll be yeah, yeah. Small shit. You decide if you want to go to the next step. But yeah, um, so I just watched this movie this morning, so it's fresh in my mind, and I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah, there's so much that happens in this. Like, it took me so long to watch, honestly. Me too. Yeah, and just, like, my notes go on (laughs) forever because it was just a lot of content. So I guess... um, Let's let's get into it and Aaron tell the good people what we watched this week. So, we watched Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans, which came out in 2009 and Nick is our main boy. He plays uh, a crooked cop named Terrence McDonough who has like a accident or he hurts his back uh in the midst of like Hurricane Katrina. So, in post-Katrina times, he is taking, like, a, a Vicodin that he's indefinitely prescribed, and also he is hooked on pretty much any substance he can get his hands on at this point. And to feed all his bad habits, he has to uh, amp up his, his crime, essentially, so he can pay the debts and, I guess, live the life he wants to live, which is... A very spicy and dicey one. Yeah. The way that he juggles the different amounts of crime in this movie is very (laughs) impressive. I was like, dang, he is just bouncing, you know, one to the next. Like, it is nonstop just getting into trouble. (laughs) It really is. Like, the pace of the movie overall, I think, is pretty quick because there's just so much that happens. But then Mm -hmm. there are moments where because I think it's because of all the substances he's doing. He just like, like just weird shit happens. And for a moment, you're just wondering why you're looking at this iguana or this alligator for an extended period of time. I love those ones. (laughs) I was, I was like, okay, it was, we'll get into it. But yeah, yeah, um, there was definitely, since there was a lot of like drug components, I feel like they were trying to give the viewer like, the hallucinogenic feeling that Nick was experiencing. And so we got a little taste of some some weirdness throughout mm-hmm. the movie, which, you know, we love. So, yes, so all here true. for it. Always. Now, see, I know that's not true. Yeah, so essentially the movie starts out um, with this guy that's locked in a cage and then Nick in his... <laughs> locked in a cage that's in, like, a river. And, <laughs> yes, he's in, um, like a, he's in, like, a police jail cell that's pretty low on the ground i mean it's probably ground level yes. or whatever yeah and um the the water was like um like brown and i was actually i was reading the trivia right before and i saw that they use like over 2000 like 
I don't remember if it was cups or gallons, Mm -hmm. of decaffeinated coffee. Oh, 2,400 cans of decaf coffee um, to to make the water brown because the paint was toxic. And then if they use caffeinated coffee, it was absorbing through the guy's skin. So he's getting he's getting all jittery. Yeah. Um, And and so they, they, um, you know, made the water look brown. And then when we we got a, a the first sense of Nick's quirkiness when um you know they're like oh we got to get somebody's got to get this guy out and then Nick's like oh I'll do it but I'm I'm wearing my fresh panties that my girlfriend got me that were very expensive and I don't want to ruin them and then um you know essentially it was just for you know, shits and giggles and then he ends up hopping in the water and saving that guy anyways and um eventually that guy comes back into the the story and so that's the only reason why I really bring that up otherwise it was a very minor scene yeah the guy's name was Chavez um that's mm-hmm. really all we we know about him at this point um but six months after this incident, he's taking his painkillers and he's been promoted to lieutenant for his bravery or whatever. And he um, is, I don't know, the first detective maybe to respond to this like huge crime scene where there's, I want to say like five dead mm-hmm. Senegalese immigrants that uh, it's clearly linked to some sort of drug operation and as he's going through the house you know he's looking at all the bodies and he gets to the back room where the last person is who a is not covered up like everybody else but b is sitting next to um a broken english poem that was written about a fish my friend is a fish he live in my room his fin is a cloud he see me when i sleep and nick (laughs) picks up that cup next to the the poem after he reads it and he holds up a little rumble fish <laughs> stop oh <laughs> uh, yeah you went there i did i absolutely did i, I needed to make the connection these things happen rusty james um yeah and 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 so yeah from that point you know, there there was obviously there was children involved in in this um, execution, and so you know Nick's kind of determined to like figure out what happened. Um, but you know, before he does that, we see him um, go over to his girlfriend's house, mm-hmm. and his girlfriend, um, her name is Frankie in the movie, but she's played by Eva Mendes. Yep. And um, like she opens the door and she's like, "You got something for me?" And then <laughs> you know Nick opens up his drugs, and so then they do drugs together. Um, it's nice to see that they got together after all their conflict in Ghost Rider. <laughs> sure wish things could have turned out different. <laughs> Aaron, I swear to God. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm mostly done with that. So <laughs> we can continue. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so they, they do drugs together, and then we eventually find out that she is a, a woman of the night. Yes. Um, but she she's kind of, um, she's a, I guess she she goes to high-end clientele, um, and so uh, Nick kind of gets wound up with those later on. But, mm-hmm. you know, after, after we see him with his girlfriend, then eventually he has to, like, get back to the interrogation room because they got their first, like, suspect and one of the detectives is kind of um harping on him and nick's like oh what like you're doing it wrong i i have 
you know, my methods, but he's mm-hmm. got to take a, a quick stop at the pharmacy. And this is where we, we start to see his addiction show because, like, he is just utterly impatient waiting mm-hmm. for his prescription to get picked up. And, like, the pharma, uh, the, the pharmacist or whatever is just, like, not really giving him the time of day. And Nick loses his shit, mm-hmm. busts back behind the counter, finds what he's looking for. And then, like, the security guard shows up and Nick's, like, uh, like flash- flashes his bag and he's like, bro, I'm a lieutenant. Like, you don't got shit over me. This is business. This is very important governmental business. Like, and so he's just kind of, like you know, flexes on the guy and just like, nah, I can do this because I'm a cop. And so I was like, whoa, we got to see him. And his little, like, at this point, too, we see that his back problems are starting to express themselves in the way that Nick just, like, I don't know, holds himself because he's, like, got a hunch. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, one of his shoulders is, like, way up above the other one. And so he's just, like, walking um, <laughs> goofy. Yeah, like and, very um, Quasimodo. Yes, exactly, exactly. So um, we we know he's in pain. <laughs> so he's got to get his fix. Hello, miss. I'm a lieutenant in the police department. I'm in the middle of a homicide investigation. Can I get my prescription, please? So at the police station, the guy that they're questioning, he kind of tells Nick where to start looking he's like you need to go find this guy named big fate and so nick's like thank you for the information i'll take the whatever weed off your arrest and you'll be all right like you know he hooks him up and then he goes and takes a nap in like a closet in the basement or something and one of his co-workers another cop comes in and informs nick that the like internal affairs is starting to look into missing product in their um what did they call it they might have just called it like the product room or something like that property mm-hmm. room property room so missing stuff in the property room and they're installing cameras so like you know watch out basically and Nick's like well you know you can take care of that yourself you can you know make some fake vouchers and you know hide from the cameras and the guy is just like I'm just I'm just not gonna do that. You're on your fucking own here. And that guy was played by Michael Shannon, who this is my last connection, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was in World Trade Center. He's the guy that finds Nick, like under the rubble. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ah! 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 Oh. Yeah, so um so Nick is now kind of left to find drugs, you know, with his own methods. And <laughs> one way that he does this is he goes to this kind of local nightclub where he sees these, like, younger couple kind of, like, stumbling out of the club. And they're, like, very affectionate towards each other. And so he's like, suspects that they might be on something. And so he pulls them over and then, like, starts threatening them, like... Um, and searching them, and he finds drugs on them, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to tell your parents, you're going to get in trouble, like, all this kind of stuff. And then Mm -hmm. the girl is just, like, trying to talk Nick out of it by saying, like, oh, do do you want some of this? And then Nick's, like, takes the drugs, Mm -hmm. and then she starts offering up her body to Nick, and then they just have this very uncomfortable fucking scene, (laughs) right, like, outside of the club, 
on the her boyfriend's like car mm-hmm. and then the boyfriend is just kind of like stunned and he tries to run away and Nick shoots his his gun off and then like yells at the guy said like nah bro you going to watch me fuck your girl I was like Damn, Nick is on some twisted ass shit. Yeah. So yeah, that was a, that was a weird scene. Yeah, and so one special, not special, but one particular thing about what they're smoking is like the girl pulled out like this little itty bitty crack pipe or whatever, and so they were smoking crack, and that pipe apparently ends up in Nick's possession at some point here, and I, you know, mm-hmm. we don't see that happen, but he has it. Um, and it comes into use later. <laughs> the next part is we see we see Nick bumping a lot of different things in this movie, but we don't know if it's coke or heroin unless he explicitly says something or, you know, you pay attention to the way he behaves afterwards because he uses coke to be alert and then uses heroin to, like, come down or, like, mellow out. So mm-hmm. we see him do a bump. And I just assume it's Coke, but next thing you know, he's at uh, Frankie's asking her for his Coke back because he accidentally snorted heroin thinking it was Coke (laughs) and he had to be to work in an hour. (laughs) But she's with a client at that point too, so he takes the Coke from her client, so now he has extra coke yes and um and so then when he the the next scene kind of shows that he's at this funeral for the family that um was murdered and one of the families like i think it was the sister of the woman that got murdered she like takes nick aside and says like this was my family like do something about this. And then Nick was, like, asking her for information. And she's like, the last thing I know is, like, a delivery was made mm-hmm. to the house. And so Nick gets another clue. And so eventually he he finds the delivery boy. And he does that by, like, taking a, you know, this this trail of, like, uh, clues. And eventually he ends up at the boy's, like, grandma's house. Or, or like, a nursing center type thing where yeah. the, the grandma is taking care of another, like, older lady mm-hmm. who is on um, oxygen and in a wheelchair. And um, Nick, like, is trying to interrogate her to, like, give him information. And then eventually the delivery boy reveals himself and is like, okay, yeah, I was at the scene, but I was hiding in the closet, so I didn't really see anything. Mm-hmm. And so essentially this kid becomes really important because he's a witness to the crime, which he can have the guy, the the kid testify. Right. And what are the fucking chances that Nick's there and the kid just climbs through the window at that exact moment? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, okay, leave my grandma alone. I'll tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, I was like, um, okay. That was too easy. Mm-hmm. I'm so, I'm, I'm so happy you're here. And so after they have their witness, they do a debrief back at the station to tell everybody who they're looking for. So they're looking for Big Fate, the the main guy. They're looking for his two cronies um, who go by Midget and G. And so right after that, basically, we see them staking out or getting ready to raid, I think it was Midget's house. Or maybe it was, no, it was G's house. So they're basically surrounding this this house to get G. And Nick goes into the neighboring duplex and 
like, he just knocks on the door and is like, yeah, I'm a cop. I need access to the other house, like, through your house. So she's just like, okay. And he goes walking through, and I don't know if you noticed, but it's like a one long camera scene. So, like, they don't do any cuts or edits. And he enters the house, like, goes through the whole thing, stops in the kitchen before he goes through the back door and grabs a bag of weed off the table and (laughs) continues on his way through the back door and into the neighboring house through the backyard and just comes up right on Jeeve with a gun to the head and bing, bang, boom, he's done. Like, he got him. And he's super proud Mm -hmm. of himself, like, jerking himself off the whole way through. Yes. Yes, absolutely. No fucking bread. Um... And so, yeah, then he gets another guy who he thinks is going to give him some more information. Um, but then it kind of goes to another scene where we see Nick doing, you know, some light gambling on the side. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, what crime isn't he involved in at this point? For and real. so, um, essentially, he's just like betting on like sports teams and stuff. Football, and and the guy. Yeah, and and the guy who is um, doing the gambling on Nick's behalf is like, all right, well, I'll help you out if you help me out. My kid got a speeding ticket. Can you, um, you know, get a record clear? And, Mm -hmm. you know, Nick eventually says yes. And then um, we... We get to this scene where it, it's it's tragic because there's just this dead alligator on the road and then there's a car that's flipped over. So obviously this car hit the um oh yeah the poor alligator. Poor and, alligator, um, man. You need to watch some swamp people. These things are nasty <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> I know, but it's just like how can you not see the alligator on the road? Just just crossing. Not like they're that fast when they're on land. Um, but anyways, I felt bad for the alligator. And um, and then, um, the reason why Nick showed up at that scene is because he was trying to get a hold of the cop that, um, wrote the, uh, gambling guy's kid a speeding ticket. And Nick's like, "Mm, one cop to another, can you do me a solid and just like get rid of this? But the cop was like a hard ass and Mm -hmm. he's like, no, I follow rules. And then there's this other cop there, um, that had past relations with with nick and she's also a dirty cop and she's like well if you need a favor like um just just you should have hit me up and then mm-hmm. nick's like oh what you doing these days and she's like i'm in the products room or, or whatever and nick's like whoa we should definitely hang out yeah <laughs> and then after after that point it like flashes so we it pans to like the dead alligator on the road and then it pans to this other alligator who's just like in the ditch and it just like focuses on its head for a minute and Mm -hmm. it doesn't move and I was like is that is that the alligator's decapitated head like what's going on and then it pans and it shows like it's just this full ass alligator just like watching its dead friend Mm -hmm. and then it was just like a weird angle it had like a filter on it it was just like it, it, it was kind of like just trippy and then we watched the alligator for a little too long and then it kind of like walked away and yeah, then that was, was the so end of that weird. scene <laughs> so weird it was, a, it was a very odd scene and i was like okay we're getting we're getting different mm-hmm. <laughs> we're taking it and it's like we didn't have any of that like i don't i don't even know like style of um, yeah, it it was like footage from something com- like a completely different movie, basically. Like it just right. seemed like like a home video footage or something like that, down in a ditch. Exactly. Looking up, it was so weird. 
So it, yeah, it just felt out of place. And yeah. so, but that wasn't that wasn't going to be the last time we saw a weird <laughs> film like that. So, yeah, <laughs> little did we know there would be more to be come. Fucking weird, but yes. So yes, yeah. After that, it just cuts to Nick bumping more drugs, probably heroin in this case, because right after that, he's with Heidi, the the other crooked cop, and she is like in her bra and underwear and has these like leather boots on and she's trying to get his attention, you know, to have sex with her. And he basically just asks her to take a bunch of shit from the property room and do a bunch of like shady shit for him. And she's just like, this is not what I want to do like right now. (laughs) Like right now I really want to fuck. And then Nick falls asleep and she just (laughs) is kind of like, well, there goes that. Yeah. Yeah. And he has to turn around, basically, and go back to his bookie and say, like, I wasn't able to get that ticket taken care of like you wanted me to. So, you know, maybe I can get get it taken care of later, but, like, right now it's not going to happen. And then we find out that Nick owes, like, three grand already for his bad bets. And (laughs) Nick's just like, yeah, I'll get it to you, but in the meantime... Put me down for too large, basically, on, you know, the next game. So now he's pretty much in the hole for five grand. Two dimes on Louisiana against Georgia. So essentially, uh, Nick goes back to work. And Always. they're on <laughs> a stakeout to, uh, I think this time they're staking out, was it? Um, Midget. Midget, Yeah. And um, so they're just kind of up in this, like, abandoned apartment building, like, looking for um, any signs of activity of that guy being home so that they can kind of go and infiltrate. And then um, Nick, like, joins the room late, like, after everybody's been already established there and, Mm -hmm. and, and whatever. And then it just, like, has this angle of, like, looking up at everybody in the room and there's this table with two iguanas on the table and then Nick's like, what the fuck are these iguanas doing here? And then everybody else is like, what iguanas? Like, what What are you talking about? And then it's just like this scene of Nick and the iguanas. And it's just like playing some, some funky music in the background, showing different angles of the iguanas, showing like Nick's face blurred out in the background, like looking at the iguanas and then no one else looking at the iguanas. And it was just, again, another like trippy experience and that was by far my favorite point of the movie was just nick and iguanas like it was it was just magical moment there (laughs) i think that was my second favorite part um my first favorite part is towards the end so i'll have to point it out when we get there but like i think one of those lizards was actually a bearded dragon not to be a lizard snob but (laughs) can't get by aaron on that shit no (laughs) ma'am i'm not even i hate reptiles they're so But I know there's a lot of reptiles in this movie too. Like, yeah, we got we got more than our fair share. What are these fucking iguanas doing on my coffee table? So after I guess he finishes hallucinating about the iguanas, uh, they go down to to the front door of the place they've been staking out, and like everybody's like, "Should we like we need to get SWAT in on this?" And Nick's like, "No, no, 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 I got this. Like we'll call him if we need him. I'll just I got this handled." So he pretty much just knocks on the door, and they already know that Midget's in the house somewhere because they've been watching all day, and they know that his girlfriend and their baby are also home. So he knocks on the door, and 
he's like, so, you know, where's, where's Midget? And she's like, nope, nope, nope. It's just me and the baby here. Like, that's, that's all that's here. And then she like whispers to him. She's like, he's in the back armoire. Like, you know, <laughs> just totally sells him out. So Nick, yes. you know, plays along. He just waltzes in and then pops the armoire open. And now he has Midget. And at first Midget's like, I don't know who G is. I don't know who Big Fate is. Like, you're going to get nothing out of me. And Nick sends his partner, Armand, or Armand, out, out of the room. He's like, let me do this one-on-one. Like, I, I got it. So that trusting cop leaves the room and <laughs> lets Nick be alone with Midget. And Nick's going on about whatever the fuck he's talking about. And he pulls out a joint and lights it up. And he tries to get Midget to, like, smoke with him and talk to him. You know, this is, I don't know, him leveling with them or something. But Nick asks, you know, where's Big Fate? And Midget's like, I'm not going to tell you shit. And that's really all we, like, that's what we see. We don't know mm-hmm. what their conversation is after that. Like, that's the end of that yeah. particular moment. Yeah, and uh, then essentially it just, like, pans over to another scene where um, Nick is shows up at this um, house and... And then, surprise, surprise, we see Jennifer Coolidge. Jay cool. I was like, wow, what a pleasant surprise. Yeah. And she just, like, plays this, like, trashy, like, I don't know, just this trashy character. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out it's uh, Nick's dad's wife. Yeah, I thought it was significantly Nick's younger at first. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, so this is yeah. his sister. No. Nope. Yep. yep. His so that's his, his stepmom. <laughs> and um, yeah, then Nick goes to see his dad. And then um, I don't really know why he ended up going there. I, but all I know is that he ended up with the dog. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think he, they had. he periodically probably like checks in on his family. So like mm-hmm. his dad is an alcoholic. Jennifer Coolidge is an alcoholic as well. But she only drinks beer. So it's like not as bad, I guess. <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> And they're having an argument about, like, who's going to take care of the dog because I guess the AA meetings that Nick's dad's been going to is are just taking up all of his time and he cannot take care of this dog. And Jay Cool can't take care of the dog either because she works, I guess, apparently. Like, we never see her go to work, but she says she has a job. So, you know, it is what it is. And Nick's like, I'll take care of the dog. I know somebody who wants to take care of a dog and I'll drive you to your AA meetings. Like, I got this. I can handle it. I'm I'm the grateful son or whatever. And so he takes the dog with him and takes it right over to Frankie's. And Frankie's just like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do this. Like, this is a big ass dog. I don't want to have to take care of it. All I want to do is get high and fuck around. So... He's like, no, just, you know, it'll be fine. You can take care of it. And she's like, fine. Like, my doorman will watch it and it'll be fine. I'll be back in the afternoon and I'll, it'll all be good. Whatever. So Nick trusts that that's all going to be totally fine. You don't mind if I light one up, do you? Yeah. So uh, Nick goes back to work and we find out that, like, he needs to um, have that a delivery boy as a witness because that is going to make all of the difference in their case. And so they're like, you have to make sure, like, don't lose this kid because he's critical in, uh, you know, moving forward yeah. with um, trying to solve the this um, trial. And so 
Um, essentially, Nick is stuck with um, the kid. And then he also ends up being getting stuck with the dog because uh, Frankie didn't come home when she said she was going to come home. And so Nick, the kid, and the dog have to go on a quick road trip to meet Frankie where she's at so, you know, Nick can hand off the dog. Yeah, so, so the, re- like, the reason that he has to be babysitting the kid, though, is because after he went back to work, Big Fate just turned himself in, like walked into the police station with his lawyer and was like, here I am, I know you've been looking for me. And so because of that, I guess, some legal thing, like they were required to reveal the identity of the witness to Big Fate's attorney. So that way they knew who the witness was and they could intimidate the witness technically. So that's why Nick's like, gotta babysit this witness and take him with me to go pick up my prostitute girl or my sex worker girlfriend. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We're politically correct here. (laughs) Yeah. So Nick's got a full car at this point. But. Yeah, and this dog is just panting, and the kid is just like, kill me now, mm-hmm. like, this dog's in my face, like, this is annoying, and uh, so Nick shows up at his, um, to see his girlfriend, and then she, like, she's acting kind of weird, and then she's wearing sunglasses inside, so you know that's never a good oh, sign. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and she takes him off, and then she has, like, this black eye, and he's like, what, what's going on? What's happening here? And, um, like, he looks, and she has a, she has a client with her, and then he, like, pulls around, and he's like, what, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, you don't, you don't treat women like this, and whatever. And then this guy just goes off, and he's, like, pretty much just bragging how he's, like, a trust fund baby, and, you know, his, his dad's a big developer, and he's got influence, and, you know, um... He's like, don't, don't threaten me. And then, like, Nick ends up taking the guy's money because mm-hmm. the guy um, owed Frankie for the services that she provided him. And then um, Nick's like, yeah, just fuck off. I don't want to see you again. And the guy's just like, you're making a big mistake. And he had these, like, weird, um, I don't know, like, social. Yeah. He always says, like, oh, yeah. And he's like, whoa, 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 Yeah, whoa. it was... <laughs> It was it was overkill on his use of yeah and whoa. Yep. <laughs> and so yeah, that's pretty much all he said. Um yeah, so he he comes back into the story later on. Mm-hmm. But essentially the um at this point now Nick still has um Frankie and or now he's met up with Frankie and he's with the delivery boy and um he just needs to take care of something real quick and so he leaves the delivery boy with Frankie and to go take care of the stuff he was doing, which AKA meant some more gambling. Yeah, he had to check the score of the (laughs) the game that he just put $2,000 down on. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so he takes them to like a casino or something and tells them to go like sit at a booth in the restaurant portion and then he meets up with them later. And so when he gets to the table, like it's just Frankie sitting there, the kid's gone. And he's just like, what the actual fuck? I told you not to like separate and she's like well you know he said he had to go to the bathroom so i just let him go and so nick goes and checks both of the bathrooms in the building and of course he's not there like the kid's gone so nick's like all right well we gotta go look for him and he doesn't find him with all the looking and he goes back to the place where he assumes that the kid's gonna show up or to you know the person that 
he's most connected with. So he goes all the way back to the nursing home and <laughs> this scene. Holy shit. So I love that. <laughs> <laughs> he is hiding behind the door to this woman, the old lady's room, the same old lady with the oxygen. And the kid's grandma, Benny, you know, wheels the old lady in and Nick slams the door shut and he's actively like shaving his face while this is all <laughs> happening. Like, you know, I don't know, some a little electric trimmer. And he starts asking Benny where, where her son is and, or her grandson, and she, you know, isn't going to tell him anything. So he puts on his intimidation tactic and he gets, he gets up close to him and pulls the oxygen tube out of the old lady's nose and twists it and starts, you know, asking Benny like, okay, so where is he? You know, you're going to, it's going to look awful bad if this old lady dies, you know, you're going to be the one that's blamed and, and she's still not saying anything. And then he pulls out his gun and adds that to the mix. And she tells him pretty quickly that the kid is on a plane to England to go live with the old lady's family. Like, they're going to hide him out, basically, and take care of him. And there goes Nick's witness. Oh, my God. And he just goes on a rampage of hate. And I was like, I fucking love this. I wish I could respond to, like, you know, people I work with that suck, like, the way that Nick does. Because he's just like, you are fucking useless. I hate you. I can't believe you did this. You're the reason what's wrong with America. Like, you fucking suck. Like, he just went off yeah. on them. And, and he's they like, were I just should like, just kill you both shocked. anyways. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I don't I know, he just had a very short fuse, and yeah. it was really funny. So because they don't have their witness anymore, and they can't force him to testify because he didn't, like, act in the crime or whatever, he's not, like, a material witness, like, the kid can choose not to testify, and then they don't have anything. So that's kind of what it comes down to. So they don't have a witness, and he's not coming back anytime soon. So the police have to let Big Fake go. Like, that's just... I guess, how the law works. So they let him go because they have nothing against him at this point. And <laughs> Nick finds out that he's being investigated by, uh, like, another portion of the internal affairs unit, which would be, like, public integrity, I guess is what they call it. Because the old lady that he cut off the oxygen supply to apparently has a son who's a U.S. congressman. And they complained to him, and it became a huge thing, like, internally. So now Nick's being, like, investigated for all the fucking shitty things that he's been doing to people. It just kind of, like, all starts piling up on him. So he finds out that he's being mm -hmm. investigated for the shit he did to the old lady, and then his bookie shows up at the station, and it's just like, so now you owe me $5,000, and I'm... <laughs> doing this in front of everybody you work with. And they start getting into this, like, screaming match. And Nick is like, you know, like, I'll take care of it. I got you. And uh, then he turns to, like, all of his coworkers who are all sitting in the room together. And he's just like, yeah, you know, it's just, like, a rent dispute. No big deal. Like, I just don't, I can't pay my rent. So this is just a big old scene with my landlord. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? They had to have heard every single thing you guys said. It's a very small room and you didn't go far. But like right after that, he's told by the receptionist that he's standing right in front of that Frankie just called. And so Nick has to go attend to that. Tell me again to relax. 
Yep, and there's there's some more fucking shit piling on yeah. because then when he walks into Frankie, there's a bunch of like thugs in his, his room and he's like, Oh god, now what? Yep. And those guys are with the that one oh, trust yeah. trust fund baby. Oh yeah. And they're like, Yeah, you you damn well better know who he is. Mm-hmm. And then um yeah, so apparently that guy was um telling the truth that he had the connections and essentially he had these these guys um you know collect on on the debts that that um Nick and Frankie owed mm-hmm. because they saw it as like they were stealing from the guy where like you know Nick and Frankie saw as no she paid him with her services and yeah. we were just collecting our money but anyways and they're like no no now you're going to you know owe us Five times the amount that you took from him, and we're going to need it, but in the next two days or else, you know, bad things are going to happen. And so Nick's like, okay, don't worry, I got you, like, I'll, I'll get you paid, and just kind of, like, temporarily puts out that fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and But yeah, again, just one more thing he has to deal with. Yeah, just postponing another major problem. So yes, his response then is he has to take care of it. So he's like, okay, so I'll take Frankie and she can just stay with my dad. You know, I got this. Like, he just likes to kind of push the responsibilities to other people and just kind of move mm-hmm. things around a little bit. So he takes Frankie over to his, his dad's house and his dad's just like, I don't want to have to take care of her. Like, I can't. I don't have the time to take care of my fucking dog. Do you think I have time to take care of her? Like, I can't do it. And Nick's like, well, you know, she can take care of herself, yada, yada, yada. And then, like, we hear Jay Cool and Frankie getting in a huge argument because she found, like, Frankie's Coke or heroin or whatever the hell she had, like, in her bag. And so that becomes a huge fight. And Nick's just, like, mediating the whole thing and calming everybody down. He's like, no, 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 it'll be, it'll be all, like, just totally fine. And then some officials um, from Nick's work show up and they're like, so because of all the shit you've been up to with the old lady, that incident, like we're putting you on modified duty and we're taking your gun. So Nick (laughs) is in like big trouble. And then on top of that, he also gets to work in the property room. That seems like such a bad idea. (laughs) Yeah, like, can, can you not tell this guy has problems right. and that's that's not going to work out? Property room? What are you doing tonight? Yeah, and essentially Nick Nick realizes he he's in a bit of a pickle. Mm-hmm. And so what he ends up doing is he goes directly to Big Fate. And essentially what he does is he tries to negotiate on Big Fate's, like, drug deals and then... The, the guy's like, how can I trust you? Like, fuck you, you're a cop. Like, I don't, I don't really care to hear what you have to say. And then Nick's like, well, I'll give you some intel on when, you know, the cop's perspective of when they're, like, looking to bust mm-hmm. uh, your operations. And um, so, and he's like, you know, I know you don't trust me now, but just, like, just wait and see. And, and you know, from that point, maybe, maybe you will and we can work together. And so then um, Nick ends up holding true to his, um, I guess, promise. And then Big Faith's like, all right, let's do this. 
shit. It was super easy to get him convinced yeah. to get Nick on board. And, and Nick's just like chilling with them. They're like, he's with them while they dump a body into the, the water. Like, he's just there for the ride, you know, super cool God. about it. And a short while after that, we see him staking out some sort of transaction happening. And uh, it turns out that the guy that Nick's watching is one of the football players on the team that he's been betting on and losing the bets. So Nick um, immediately like waits for the transaction to finish. And then he goes up to the guy with his police lights on and he's like, I know who you are and I will get you in trouble you know, tell everybody that you've been buying Mary Joanna and, <laughs> you know, like ruin your career forever unless you throw this next game because I've got, you know, I'm going to put money down on it basically and need to win. So like Nick's like, throw the game and um, you'll be good. And the guy kind of just agrees to it because he's scared. So Nick thinks he's all like in the green or whatever. And he goes back home and <laughs> finds out that his dad and Frankie have been spending some time together. And now Frankie has decided that she is also going to be going to AA. And uh, she asks Nick to like get her clothes and, you know, some stuff from her apartment. So Nick being dutiful, it's like, all right, I'll go get you all your stuff. So he, he goes into her apartment, he grabs all the stuff that she asked for. And as he's leaving, we see a car following Nick. And it's obviously um, Dave and his guys, the ones that are after Nick for like 50k because of that powerful, oh yeah, guy. <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, Nick's definitely not in the safe zone anymore. He's got a tail on him, but he doesn't realize it. He's pretty oblivious to it. And so he goes directly to Big Fates, and they're doing business and smoking crack and just kind of, like, having fun. And Nick's making a deal with them over whatever drugs they just procured because Nick's like, you know, that percentage of that is mine, but I also want some of the actual stuff. And they're all, like, having a fucking blast in there. And Nick, if you noticed, <laughs> dropped the N-word. And I was like, ugh, it hurts. Whoa, I didn't I didn't even notice that. What? <laughs> yeah. He, Whoa! He was talking about one of the football players in the game, and he just, like, yeah, I had the subtitles on, so it's the only reason I noticed. But he says mm. it real quick. Uh, telling his oh his God. story while he's all strung out and whatever. Yeah, Nick was on some crackhead shit there though. Like he was, oh, yeah. he was going off. He was going fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. And that he said that pretty much like right before he pulled out his lucky crack pipe, which is the one that he <laughs> smoked out of in the beginning from that one girl's purse at the club. Like that particular crack pipe comes back into play here. And like Nick's like, have you ever smoked out of a lucky crack pipe? And, <laughs> and Big Face like, no, you know, I've never done that or not never done that. But no, like, you know, give me a hit of your lucky crack pipe, I guess. So Nick is able to get Big Fate's DNA on the crack pipe. This is his kind of little plan that he's got going. And pretty much right after that, 
uh, Dave and his guys come busting in and kind of ruin their little, little party. And it's pretty quick that Dave's like, you know, I'm gonna like take all your shit because Nick's like, I'm trying to get you the money. Like, that's why I'm here doing this. And Dave's like, well, yeah, I'll take that, but I'll also take like everything you have here, you know, because I'm a big, powerful guy. And so when one of his cronies leans over to grab the stuff off the table, Big Fate under his desk shoots the guy with his double barrel shotgun. And then all of a sudden it's like a big bam, 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 shoot, fight, you know, like Mm -hmm. they're all dead. Except for Big Fate and his guys and Nick, like, just (laughs) dead. And Nick's so strung out, he's laughing, and he's like, shoot him again. And one of the guys is like, why? And Nick's like, because his soul's still dancing. And you cut to a guy wearing, like, the same clothes that Dave was wearing, but he's, like, breakdancing, and he has, like, a mohawk or whatever. And... I'm like, holy shit. This is just one of those like weird ass moments of Nick hallucinating. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh my God. But that face that he makes when he's staring at holy the breakdancing guy. <laughs> that's my it's favorite It's like he's deadpan. Yeah. It's deadpan, but he has like this grimace on him. And it was so fucking hilarious. Yeah. I loved it. And, and then the iguana shows up. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just in his happy place. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah that scene was good i loved his face in that yeah. I, I feel like that that is a uh one of, one of his better faces you know mm-hmm. it was it's an under you know we, we don't really see that in the memes uh, because you know it's it's not a popular meme face probably because this isn't a popular movie but man it is meme worthy mm-hmm. <laughs> shoot him again what fool his soul's still dancing And so, yeah, Nick pretty much just, like, walks out of that with his clean hands, and he (laughs) takes his lucky crack pipe and presumably plants it at the original scene of the crime, because the next thing he does is he goes to the station and tells his buddy, uh, he's like, you know, maybe you want to go back to that crime scene and just take a look for something. And the guy's just like... Okay, I guess I can do that. And it's like, all right, cool, yeah. cool. And so he goes back to his dad's house and uh, finds out that Frankie is on her way to rehab. Um, quick trip to rehab. So Nick is like, all right, I guess I'll just do my heroin here. And uh, Jay Cool catches him like doing his shit, and she's like, no, 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 you don't have to hide it from me. It's fine. And then they go and they watch the football game to see that. Ronaldo Hayes, the guy that Nick shook down, isn't even playing. He's sitting on the sidelines. He's refusing to play. And Nick is pissed because he's like, he just yeah. like is fucking up my whole deal. And now, you know, like the, I'm going to lose that bet that I, that I made with the money that I gave to Ned, which I guess I kind of forgot to tell or talk about because I don't remember where it happens. But like he goes back to that guy yeah. and places another bet on this game. Yeah, pretty much like an all or nothing type of bet. Mm-hmm. And so like he's in, in way over his head. 
And then uh, essentially next step, he he like goes to his office and turns out that that crack pipe was pretty lucky because then the bookie shows up and then Nick's like, wait, 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 I can explain. And then he's like, wait, did you not watch the game? Like they actually won. Mm -hmm. And so they won despite the, you know, player not playing. And Nick's like, oh boy. And so he he gets a lot of money. And then also it turns out that the other um, guy, the oh yeah guy, <laughs> not the Kool Aid Man, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't even know his name. I don't. But he he figures <laughs> he figures out what happens to like his boys, and he tells Nick like, um, yeah, any any like beef between us, consider it solved because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not doing them. He, he pretty much, and Nick's like, oh okay like so that's taken care of and then nick's colleagues show up and they're like wow this crack pipe have has big fates dna on it now we can link him to the crime consider this solved and so like literally all of nick's problems are just solved within that scene and it's it's a nicely wrapped uh conclusion to to his woes Mm -hmm. and even that parking ticket got taken care of by Heidi. Yes. Like, she decided that she was going to take care of it anyways. Eh, whatever. But, like, before they really tie up the crime, Nick revisits home, and I guess Frankie's already back from rehab. It must have been, like, a one-nighter or something. But <laughs> he returns home, and we didn't talk about, like, there was a whole-ass scene where Frankie, when she was like, I don't want to be here, um... At Nick's daddy's house. He, like, took her out to the back shed and was like, this is where I used to spend my childhood. Just, like, playing around. And I hid a spoon somewhere in here. And I've never been able to find it. And so when he goes back this last time, he wakes Frankie up by rubbing a rusty spoon on her face. (laughs) I'm like, what a fucking way to wake somebody up. (laughs) Right? Yeah, hi. Did you ever watch like the salad fingers videos? Um, okay, so you'll have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. Nope. No, it was this, uh, maybe I'll send you a video at some point, but it was this creepy, like, cartoony thing with this really gross character who had really long fingers and, like, there were nasty, like, sounds that it, they made, like, oh man, Ew. it's just really bringing me back. But I used, <laughs> these are videos that Cringe. were, like, when I was 13 or whatever that we'd watch. Yes. And right. He, Throwbacks. He was always like, my name is Salad Fingers. I like rusty spoons <laughs> and rusty tea kettles and rusty nails. And, like, he would, like, rub his oh, fingers God. on, like, the rusty objects. Ew. And it would just, the sound that it would make was so grating. And, like, it, they were very fucked up, weird little cartoons. The failing of rust against my salad fingers is almost orgasmic. <laughs> But anyways, that's what I thought about when he was rubbing a rusty Ah. spoon on her face. And after that is when they bust Big Fate. So, (laughs) yeah. So you just had to go back and revisit the salad fingers. Yeah, I just needed to talk about salad fingers for a minute. On the off chance that you knew what I was talking about, but you didn't. But that's all right. (laughs) I'll have to watch it and get back to you. And be like, yeah, I see it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so Nick and all his his cop buddies, they bust in on Big Fate, and Big Fate's just like, hey, Nick, what's up? Like, good to see you. (laughs) My boy! (laughs) And and Nick's partner's like, you're, like, totally under arrest. Like, we found out, we found your DNA, you fucked up. And Big Fate's so confused about what's happening. And Nick's partner is trying to get Big Fate to, like, 
reach for his gun, so that way he would have an excuse to shoot him. Like, some OG police, like, corruption and brutality here. But, yeah, he was looking for an excuse to kill the guy, and Nick doesn't let him get there. Nick's like, nope, we're gonna arrest him, and this is how it's gonna end. So, they do, and, like, that's the end of that story for Nick. You know, he's a big hero for solving this big crime, and then we flash forward to a year later. Oops. Yeah, (laughs) and this, now we're at a scene where Nick's getting promoted to captain, Mm -hmm. Uh, Frankie is pregnant, um, and his his whole family is at, like, the, the reception or whatever, and somebody offers them wine, and they're like, no, 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 just water for this table. So we assume that everybody at the table is sober. Mm-hmm. But then, um, you know, Nick goes to drop Frankie off at home, and she's like, oh, I wish you didn't have to work the night shift. And he's like, yeah, one of these days. And then we, we find Nick out on the night shift, back on his bullshit. At the same and club. And he goes to that same club. <laughs> yeah, that same club. He finds another couple, and he literally pulls the exact same stunt of of like, oh yeah, I got a, you know, I got some intel that you guys were um, passing drugs. Passing drugs. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna need to empty your pockets. And so, essentially, does the same shit where he takes their their drugs, um, and he stays the night at like a hotel type thing, and then um, he gets room service. And the person that is delivering the room service. Um, it's Chavez, which is the the guy that we see in the very first scene yep. that that Nick saves, and then the guy is just like, "Oh my God, do you remember me?" Like, "Wow, this is crazy." He's like, "I'm sober now," and then he like he clearly sees Nick doing drugs oh, yeah. on like the table, and he like he knows that Nick's in a bad place, and he's like, "Nah, man, my turn to save you." Uh-huh. And then Nick just like throws out this like, "Oh, do you think fish have dreams or something?" <laughs> yeah. And then it was just very random. And then um, Chavez is like, come on, let's go. And then they end up going to an aquarium. And they're just sitting there chilling, Mm -hmm. watching the sharks and the fish. And then Nick just, like, giggles. And then it ends. (laughs) Do fish have dreams? Yeah, so... It was a lot. It was a lot. And this is probably the most we've actually, like, talked about any movie on this podcast. Oh, my God. I was going to say, it's an hour in. I that know. a lot. I know. We covered, <laughs> like, we we covered the whole movie and about half the time it took to watch the movie. Like, I know, right? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But um, let's get to, let's get to our ranking because, um... I'm curious to know what what your thoughts are on the overall movie and, and where you would rank it amongst our other Nick films. Yeah. I feel like this is better than... Okay, yeah. Snake Eyes, which was the movie we were kind of like comparing it to just based off the description. But I feel like this was better than Snake Eyes. Just I do Because there was so like... There's so much chaos and I like chaos mm-hmm. in Nick films. Was it better than Peggy Sue Got Married? I, yeah, I think that I think the storyline was better. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Nick's voice wasn't better. Also, disappointed I didn't get to hear no New Orleans accent attempt from Nick. I know <laughs> we don't really know if he was from the area in the movie or if right. he just lived there. I wish he was. Yeah, because that would have been that would have been entertaining. Nolans. But nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. those accents are rough to begin with, and just hearing Nick's uh, version of it would have been pretty entertaining. Should just watch um, Zondali if you want that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I feel like I think 
Valley Girl. I, see, I, I feel like I don't even remember half of these. Wild at Heart was... That was the one with um, the Jurassic Park girl. I forgot her name. Laura Dern. Yes. Yeah. I think it was better than that. Yeah, I think so too. Better than Valley Wind Girl. Talkers. Yeah, Valley Girl and Wind Talkers. I barely remember. Racing with the Moon. I barely remember. Yeah. I feel like it's not better than Birdie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to surpass Birdie. I, uh, yeah. But I, I, no, I know what you mean. Raising Arizona. Was it better than that, though? I feel God, like our why list is leaving is just Las Vegas so, up. so high up there? I didn't, I don't remember liking that one. I know, and I feel like this movie was better than that one, yeah. but why is that movie better than Birdie? Right. <laughs> right. That doesn't make sense. Damn oh, it. God damn it. Should we just put it? Put it above leaving Las Vegas, and we can start yeah. chipping away at the, our top ten. <laughs> yeah. I I would say below face-off, yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay, so then that would make it number 11 out of 56. Wow, we enjoyed this. <laughs> Surprisingly. more. Well, we enjoyed it I I know. more than we expected we would. Yes, I think, and those ones that are pleasant surprises, those are the ones that earn a high ranking, I think, Mm -hmm. Uh, because, yeah, we weren't weren't too impressed by the description, but, yeah, it definitely, it it won us over. What can I say? One thing about, I guess, Bad Lieutenant that we, I mean, we don't have to mention it, but I I figure it would be a good thing to mention is that this particular one, even though it's kind of titled like it's a sequel or a remake, it is neither of those because <laughs> there is an older movie called Bad Lieutenant that I think it starred Harvey Keitel. I think that came out in like the 90s or something like that. And this movie was apparently written as neither a remake or a sequel, but it shares a lot of common threads with with mm-hmm. that original movie. So... I don't really know. Yeah, and and the director was, like, adamant, like, no, I never even watched that movie. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) It was just very, like, yeah, trying to make sure there was was no connections whatsoever, Mm -hmm. but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, know, maybe we'll have to watch the original. bonus. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I was thinking that. Yeah, yeah, I'd be curious. I'd be curious to see the original one, Mm -hmm. so might have to check it out. (laughs) Why would I do that? Yeah, what do we have next? Oh, God. So, next one. We got Astro Boy. Um, released in 2009. Rated PG. You already know it's a it's an animated kids movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the description is, When an android replica of a boy is rejected by his aggrieved creator, he goes off to find his own identity and adventure that would make him the greatest hero of his time. And, um... Nick Cage, he he's uh, top bill. Looks like he's the second one. He plays Doctor Tenma, mm-hmm. and which I assume is some sort of like creator of Astro Boy. Possibly is what I would guess, but I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see. There's a a lot of big names in this. I'm looking at the the full cast. So we've got. Uh, Char- Charlie, Charlie's or Charlie's, Charlie's probably Theron, um, <laughs> Ryan Styles, my boy. I actually really liked whose line is it anyway? Uh, Eugene Levy. He's a famous actor who's in a lot of shit like the American Pie movies and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> the eyebrows, the dad, yep. the, the classic dad. <laughs> 
Donald Sutherland, he's in some stuff. Uh, Bill Nye, uh, Alan Tudyk, like Kristen Bell. Yeah, I don't Freddie like Highmore. It, it. Yeah, the the remake Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he also plays Norman Bates too. And uh, yeah. also another remake of, but it's a series. Yeah. So okay, we got some. We got some talent. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Well-known actors, it's, yeah. That's pretty much all voice acting, so, like, it's just going to be having to pick them out of the characters. Ugh. But right. I'll be curious to see if Nick does a voice or if he just goes normal, you know? I really enjoyed right. his, his last animated performance. The last animated voice. So. Yeah, so he's got a top. He's got one to top, mm-hmm. so so we'll see. But um, I got a hunch that this isn't the last we'll see of bad boy Nick. <laughs> That you went with hunch of all of the things you can do. <laughs> Stuck in the back I problem. I still hate that I ruined my underwear for you. Find us on Patreon for access to exclusive bonus episodes and a chance to recommend new ones. Our first bonus episode covers Nick's Saturday Night Live appearances and is available now. In our upcoming bonus episodes, we'll be covering the history of swear words, the haunting of Nicolas Cage, and more. Become a patron at $5 a month and you can let us know what you want to hear. You can also follow us on Instagram at Cage Queens Podcast, where we have a link to our movie ranking. Thanks for listening. Beep, beep.